This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. I'm on the edge of glory, and I'm hanging on a moment of truth. I'm on the edge of glory, and I'm hanging on a moment with you. I'm on the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge, the edge! Welcome, everyone, back once again to another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh, snap. Oh, snap, indeed. I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and right across from me here, Cher. (laughs) (laughs) Virtually indistinguishable. Virtually. Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. I'm only kidding. (laughs) It is, of course... The one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Man, what has this show become? I don't know. <laughs> We're going down What fast. have I become now that I've been treated? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Call back there to After Dark 2, Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. 
We're having a lot of fun today, guys, if you couldn't tell. Yes, quite quite a lot. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Judas in my mind. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All fun indeed. Um, we welcome you back post-WrestleMania 36. Yes. It's been a wild week. Yeah, lots of crazy stuff happened. Mm-hmm. If you missed out on our WrestleMania 36 review shows, for whatever reason, you really shouldn't have. They're really fun. They are very, very fun. But if you did miss out on them, I highly recommend that you go and check them out. Yes. Uh, we have special guests on both nights. Mags uh, appeared on night one, and then he came back again for night two, and we also had uh, Foul Original. We had the Queen of Any. We also had Josh from the Josh Robinson Network. All sorts of fun yeah. on night two, so definitely recommend checking those episodes yes. out. Good, good people, good show, good laughs. Yes, good times, good times, it's good times. Lots of talk about Highlander. Yeah, and breads. I, I guess I need to watch Highlander now. Breads, and breads. <laughs> yeah, plural breads. Mm-hmm. Good times. Um, so yes, post WrestleMania thirty six yes. week has been. Interesting, mm-hmm. to say the least. Um, yeah, the big news coming out of uh, yesterday, really, is, uh, well, it's the Revival. Mm-hmm. The, the Revival have been released. Yeah. Yes, from the WWE. Finally. Uh, they, it was with um, Effective Immediately yesterday uh, that they have been... Um, Removed from WWE, they were told, you know, hey, go and have fun. I'm, I'm sure that's not the WWE's official, right. whatever. <laughs> they, they do the future endeavors thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure yeah. they don't say go and have fun. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a bit ironic, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, no, um, they they have undergone a name change. Oh, yes. Oh, they are now Cash Wheeler and Dax Hartwood. All right. Yeah, we do not have the official tag name for these two as of right now, uh, but we do know that there was a bit of a um, kind of a, not not really a feud per se, but um, there was definitely uh, on WWE's end a desire to copyright a lot of things, like um, for the revival, so that they can use the FTR marketing. Of course. Um, they also, uh, obviously went with, uh, uh, the revival. They, they, they copyrighted that, uh, they copyrighted the, their old tag team name, the mechanics from pre going into WWE. Obviously they, ta- they, uh, trademarked the, um, uh, Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, uh, names. So mm. it, uh, it's been a, a lot of work yeah. <laughs> to, on, on both sides needlessly, mm-hmm. I will say. Yeah, this. Uh, so, just right off the bat, good news. Yeah, uh, I'm happy to hear this. Uh, that, Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. They've been asking for the release for a very, very long time. They've finally been granted it, so that's awesome. Uh, I was under the impression that this was a work this whole time, just because it it's been so long, so so long that they've been asking for this release, and I, I figured that that was a work. And I figured we would never, ever see them leave WWE. But lo and behold, here we are. 
So here we are. They also came out with a hilarious T-shirt that you can find on Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, it's it's a shirt of them as the revival, mm. uh, but it's done in like Avengers style, nice. where they're they're um, they're evaporating into dust. Oh right, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so that's that's big news there for the revival, mm-hmm. um, Stephen. Where do the revival go from here? I know it's an obvious kind of question, but seriously, I think a lot of people out there want to know. Yeah, I mean, the obviously the obvious one is AEW. Uh, pretty much everyone that's not everyone, but you know, a lot of people that are getting released from WWE are jumping ship and going over to AEW. Um, so it it would be no surprise, let me say that, if they do show up in AEW. <clears throat> I, I would say it AEW makes the most sense because of, I guess, the story behind everything. The, the Young Bucks um, <laughs> basically getting... Um, I, I don't know, I guess friendly and, and interacting with them over social media for all these years. Yeah. And I think there is this kind of notion of, you know, who is the best tag team? You know, that there's that question in everybody's mind, who is the best tag team between them and the young bucks? Right. Um, and I, <coughs> young bucks, <coughs> I mean, we'll have to find out, right? I mean, that's I suppose. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of the magic here. Yeah. I mean, I I personally would prefer them to uh, maybe go to New Japan for a little bit, um, just because. Mm. It, here's the thing, man. Re- Revival's great, right? And I don't want to I don't want to discount Revival at all. They're fantastic. They're they're a great great tag team. But AEW's ta- they they don't need them. You know what I mean? Like AEW doesn't need the Revival. Uh, their tag division is crazy as hell right now. So obviously AEW is you know the most uh, unsurprising choice you know, but I, I want to see them go maybe go to New Japan and do some some other stuff that we haven't seen them do for a little bit. Go over there, have some fun, and then go to AEW. Don't don't do it immediately. Like, what are you gonna do when you get there? You know, there, there's there's so many tag teams. It's crazy. There are there are a lot of tag teams. A lot of tag teams in AEW. Yeah, uh, could they go to Japan? I'm sure they could go to New Japan. I, I mean, there's nothing that's stopping them from going to New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could work pretty well there. I would say um, they could also go to NWA and do yeah. shows on Power. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a pretty good spot since they are such an old school kind of tag team too. Right. That's um, a, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ring of Honor would be another one that you could look into. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of places you could go. I would say AEW makes so much sense, though. I mean, that's the most. Uh, and, and I don't want to. I don't want to get too like. I mean, it's the most lateral move. You know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, obviously, New Japan's fantastic, but if you're comparing the the overall size of the company, New Japan and WWE, there's no contest whatsoever. Uh, so obviously AEW is the more lateral move for someone who's been in WWE for a while. They're a little bit more high profile than some of your New Japan uh, wrestlers, for better or worse. At least here in the West. Yes. No, 100%. That, yeah. That's very true. I mean, um, AEW and New Japan are pretty close, I right. would say. But, I mean, are they going to up in their life and move to Japan? You know what I mean? Like, if John they, Moxley didn't. I understand. But, like, but he's also in AEW. Right. You know. Right. I guess what I'm trying to say is, why couldn't you do both? 
Like you certainly can do both, but right. th- there are two paths, right? Like you could, the revival could go to AEW and also compete in New Japan, mm-hmm. where they could have high quality matches in New Japan, but then also have pretty high quality matches in AEW. Mm-hmm. They could go to Ring of Honor and do the same thing. They could get, they could be a really good team there and still compete in New Japan because of New Japan's partnerships. I mean, you're right. You're right for sure. Uh, the the only thing I mean is like with Moxley. Yes, he does compete in New Japan, but he's mostly AEW, right? I would prefer it to be the other way with with uh, the revival. I, I would prefer mm-hmm. them to be mostly New Japan. Get to see them do some other stuff, some non Western kind of stuff for a little bit, and then come to AEW. Mm-hmm. But I definitely get your point, though. There's nothing saying he can't do or they can't do both for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially in this this wonderful, wonderful time we are in in professional wrestling, where everyone's just sharing talent and it's beautiful and magical. Um, yeah, he, they could totally do both, but who knows? Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, these are all pipe dreams at this point. They could just quit, and you know, I, that's not going to happen, mm. ladies and gentlemen. That's not going to happen. But yeah. yeah. Who knows? You know, right? Who knows? Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll find out. Hopefully, shortly. Hopefully, the future is exciting. Yeah, nonetheless, definitely so. lots of prospects there. Yeah, yeah. good times. Um, let's see here. Uh, this is a very um, news-oriented show, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to get that out of the way because we are going to run over some news items. We've also got our hot takes segment, and of course, if wishes were fishes. Yes, indeed. Um, so uh, moving on to our next news item here, um, WWE announced just today, uh, this is a Saturday the 11th, uh, that they will be continuing to do live shows. Like they'll be starting that back up because the, the plan was they were going to, uh, they were, they were taping content. Uh, for SmackDown, NXT, and Raw, all this week, they were trying to tape about, I, I would say, at least a month's worth of content, if not more. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what changed. But they flew out everybody, and then they're like, oh, yeah, now that we've taped all this stuff, we're just going to do it live. Hmm. Wait, so they're throwing everything out? I don't know if they're throwing everything out, uh, but they, I, I know they flew out a lot of people. And then they were like, okay, well, you know, we got this far, but now we can just go ahead and do stuff live. So I don't know what changed. I don't know what happened. Um, It does seem kind of weird. Definitely. Um, Yeah. I mean, I like the idea of them planning out stuff through tapings because it might make things seem more cohesive than, hey, we're going to do it live and it's going to be kind of off the cuff and, you know, you got to do this and that and the other. I mean, I, I... I understand them wanting to do live shows that that's been a staple of WWE for decades. I I understand them wanting to get back to that, but at the same time, you know, with with this whole COVID-19 thing going on, no one really knows what the future holds. I don't know if it's necessarily the smartest decision to, to make, uh, long-term business decisions right now. Um, and and honestly, why do it live? There's no one in the arena. Like, like, like I said, I understand it's a staple, but there's no reason to. There literally is no reason to. The only reason to tape live is if you're in a huge arena with a bunch of people that can give you a nice pop. Mm. But there's no one in the arena, so there is literally no reason to do it live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. 
Um, that, and, and to be perfectly honest, I think that w- one of this week's hot takes, I'm not sure who it is, but there, there have been people, uh, multiple people on Twitter this week saying, why don't you just take a break? Like, just, just give us some, like, just tape the shows, give us some content, let this mull over for another month or two, and then go back to doing live shows when you can have a public audience. Right, right. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with that, you know? Like, I, I've been to several WWE live shows. They're fucking awesome. They're great. Like, they're super fun. Yeah. But that's not a possibility right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't... It doesn't even really make that much business like sense either, because mm-hmm. like to tape a live show, you know how much staff you need to tape to tape a live show. A lot. Whereas if you're just going to tape a show, yeah, you still need staff because it's an arena. Yeah. There's there's sound guys, there's lighting guys, there's you know the directors, camera guys. There, there's still crew to it. Yeah. But nowhere near as much as a live TV set. So it, I don't know. And, and I read that they they put out like the. Uh, like the procedures to their staff and, mm. and wrestlers on like how they need to uh, present themselves going forward in these live TV shows where, you know, wash your hands whenever you can, wear a mask, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, that's from the World Health Organization. You're not saying anything. Like yeah. like that statement was literally a nothing statement because mm-hmm. you didn't say anything that's specific to WWE. It's like, hey, wash your hands. Okay, we all should be anyway. Hey, wear a mask. Okay, right. we all should be anyway. Well, and that just speaks again to like the safety concern of all this. Why why do you have to do it live, right? Why don't you just tape the shows? Uh, yeah, and, that, and because, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because like, okay, you know, heaven forbid you get start giving somebody a push and, you know, a week or two later, heaven forbid something happens to them. What are you going to do? Yeah, right. then your your angle drops, mm-hmm. and it's just yeah, it, it's just reckless and needless, and not a big fan of this move. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, I mean, just just reiterating, there, there's literally no reason to, um, and you're you're really just uh, you know putting people in harm's way for no reason. Hmm. Um. <laughs> moving right along here. Speaking of of. Live raw tapings, at least. Uh, Nia Jax made her return to Raw this week. Boo! Well, hold on. I've never publicly said that I'm the biggest fan boo? of Nia Jax. Yeah, boo. Boo. Hmm. But um, after she redebuted, uh, Ronda Rousey began making some statements online. Uh, one of the quotes here at the end of the day, I was just like, F these fans, dude, my family loves me and they appreciate me. And I want all that energy to go into them. Um, that's a bit disappointing to hear. Yeah. Especially if a lot of people believed that, uh, you know, maybe a Ronda Rousey return was on the horizon. Um, Nia Jax, and this is where she comes into the story made some allusions to a particular unnamed person uh, saying that they were being uh, very rough and unprofessional and had injured Alexa Bliss in a few matches. I know of at least one person who had done that in the last time that Ronda Rousey was in the ring, and it was Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's been shots fired all over the place, back and forth between Ronda Rousey and uh, Nia Jax about 
just all sorts of stuff. Um, Rhonda, again, doubled down on this here, says anybody who is outraged by calling pro wrestling, quote, fake fights for fun, has never been in a real fight. Cool. Cool story, bro. Right. I've been in fake fights, and I've been in real fights. What of it? Like, right. what are you trying to? What are you trying to argue here? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of confused. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Confused is a good word for it. Um. At, at the same time, though, you know, Ronda Rousey is an outsider that that came in. Uh. On her name alone. Yes. Uh, is it really that surprising that she has controversial opinions of fans? She's um. She's had a bad reputation. <laughs> that wasn't even on purpose, y'all. That was fantastic. She's got a bad reputation. No, but seriously, she's got a she's had a bad reputation before, even in like the UFC, mm-hmm. um, and uh, about kind of just like just putting her foot in her mouth. Yeah, like a lot. Like she'll say like some really strange things, um, and and I don't know if it's just because like just because of how hard some of the shots that she's taken before, like you know, a head kick KO can change somebody's life. Right. I, you know, I hope that that's not Ronda Rousey's case here, but um, yeah, it's just like like some of the stuff that she says is just really nonsensical and doesn't doesn't like. Doesn't compute with somebody who's thinking logically, right? Right, right. Um, Nia Jax responded, actually. Good Lord. Um, Yeah, this was from maybe two hours ago. She says, I can't wait for Ronda to one day return to WWE. Even if WWE orders to make Ronda look good in the ring, which is the only way for Ronda to look good in the ring with me, I'll risk my job to go down to history as the one from the biz. That knocked her the f out. Hashtag mm. test me, bitch. Um, mm. Mm. Yes, spicy. Yes, um, super. Steven, with all of this going on, and with like Rhonda just randomly, again, we gave we gave you guys the case for if this was you know legit, right? right. We've told you about the case of if this is legit by you know talking about Rhonda's weird statements and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let me just. Pose the question anyway. Yeah. Since this is kind of coming out of the blue, and Nia Jax is also kind of reiterating some stuff randomly about Ronda Rousey, somewhat out of the blue, mm-hmm. is this a work? Um. Well, you can never be too sure, right? Uh, mm. WWE's works are very, you know, they they range all the way from nonsensical to extremely convoluted. Right, <laughs> so it, it's it, it, it's very hard to to say definitively one way or the other if it is a work or not. Yes. However, I don't think so, for two reasons. One, hmm. Ronda Rousey said things like this before in the past, yeah, uh, and had nothing come of it before, right? Hmm. Uh, and also, there's a bunch of people responding to her. Hmm. If this hmm. were a work, it would be Becky Lynch on Twitter. And that's it. Yeah, the, Becky Lynch has been awfully quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if, if this were a work, this would be using social media to build one feud, Ronda versus one other person, as opposed to an entire locker room. You know, because mm-hmm. what angle are you going to sell there if this is a work? 
Look, Rhonda's back, and all the women hate her. Okay, that's not a very that's not a very captivating storyline. You yeah, know what I mean? That's 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 total divas, right? Exactly. <laughs> we already have that show. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's a work. Um, like I said, you can never really be too sure, but we'll we'll have to see. Yes. What do you think? I mean, I think it's it's not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. Because, um, well. I'm not the biggest fan of this, but they do have a track record of starting feuds over Twitter. And, I mean, look, people might want to see this, <laughs> especially if, if the hype kit, you know, gets quote-unquote real. Right. But I will say, I mean, why? Why, why do this? Why now? I mean, Rhonda's got really nothing to prove at mm-hmm. this point her first run was um i i think very immaculate mm. um though it ended very underwhelmingly yeah um with that said we've already seen nia Jax versus ronda rousey and that was um it was fine it was something it was yeah, yeah it was all right I, I mean why go back to this well probably because they could make a lot of money um, yeah, yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Rhonda seems content with life as it is. Mm. I just don't understand why she would start so much drama just out of nowhere. Right, and, and that's that's why I think it's not a work. I mean, it, it's it's too organic. The, this mm. came up too organically. You know, she was just on mm-hmm. a podcast with Stevo, and, and he asked her about WWE, and that's what she said. Um, you know, if, if this were a work, she'd be you know interviewing with someone in the business or mm. or something you know it wouldn't just be on steve-o's podcast mm. i mean that's no offense point. to steve-o steve-o's fantastic but, yeah you I mean, know that's a fair point i mean he could have asked her about any number of things and she could have you know said whatever yeah. right she yeah. could have started some other controversy you know like this yeah. it, it she didn't say that <laughs> to start something yeah at least in my opinion right yeah whether it started something or not that's a different thing, but I don't. Th- I don't think that was the intent. Fair enough. Yeah. Good times then. Good times all around. <laughs> well, let's stay on the the subject of controversy here. Let's do it. Uh, this past week on NXT, we had the one final beat match. Uh, this was to quote end the feud between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. They've had. I would say probably four matches. Um, you know, uh, the first match obviously from the Cruiserweight Classic. Then you had the New Orleans NXT Takeover New Orleans match, the Chicago match. I mean, they've they've done a lot, right? Um, the Last Man Standing match was was also pretty good. And then there's this one, um, and it's received some mixed fanfare here. So Stephen. I guess let's let's dive in and kind of give our takes on the match and just kind of explore from there here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so it it was shot very similarly to the cinematic matches from WrestleMania 36. Yes. Uh, now I say similarly <laughs> only in the sense that it was very cinematic, but the camera work was not at all up to snuff to the quality that we saw at WrestleMania. I will say that. Um, now, right off the bat, I I just personally want to say I did enjoy the match. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a lot of people on the internet that absolutely hated it and thought it was garbage, and I don't understand that at all. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, let, let's just take a dive in, into the match. So it's in the Performance Center, empty arena. Uh, it's very foggy. They, they have all the lights turned down. It's just the, the lighting in the ring. Um, so both guys come out. You know, they start brawling. It, it's it's really just a brawl all the way through, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not too dissimilar from some of their other matches that were like street fights or unsanctioned matches or their last man standing match. It's really not too different from any of that. Um, but I do agree with you here um, on this. I, I'm not a big fan, and I'll reiterate this, of Kevin Dunn's direction. For the match, I'm not a big fan of the camera work done during the match. I think the cinematic approach is interesting. I think it's unique. I think it's something that is almost out of necessity because you don't have fans there. So they're trying to do something a little bit different. Um, another critique, uh, uh, two actually. Uh, first, um, I think that this match poorly, poorly missed Mauro Ranallo's commentary. Yes. He did commentary from his home for about the first half of NXT. And then when they switched over and did this match, he was just randomly gone. He was out of there. Um, I, I think part of, I guess, the, the, the lore of the Ciampa and Gargano matches and, and a lot of NXT's best matches is, is Morrow's play calling, right? Um, you know, if, if this had Mauro Ronaldo and, and Nigel McGinnis doing the calling and, and, you know, even if you couldn't necessarily hear Gargano and Ciampa, it, it um, I, I think it would be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, secondly, um, or thirdly rather, um, this match was very, very, very long. Yes. And when you have a lot of commercial cuts and stuff like that, it doesn't really appeal well. Um, I, that's what I felt live. I was like, this is going on a long time. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of elements. There's a lot of callbacks. There's a lot of great action, right? Like, I, I, it sounds like I'm, like, shitting all over this match. Right. I'm not trying to. Because I actually really enjoyed the match. But... I would agree with a lot of the more popular criticisms of it in which, you know, yes, the camera work um, and, and the direction of the match, not great. Mm -hmm. um, the the lack of commentary, not great. Mm -hmm. um, the, I, I guess, the length of the match, not great. And in retrospect, really, if I'm being honest with you, the biggest thing that I had against the Edge Orton match, which I also really liked, it was very long. Mm -hmm. And even though it didn't seem like it, you go back and say, wow, that match is almost 40 minutes. Uh, was it necessary? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. I don't know. Um, what this match really um, lacked is the big NXT TakeOver feel. Yes. Why did you have to do this match now? Yes. You could have waited. You could have saved it. We don't even really know, again, what Johnny's whole big deal is. Like, he, like it's, it's, it's literally about the same shit that he was upset about last time right which is um now it's kind of evolved into i don't understand why champa came back and you were all happy for champa right i don't understand why why it's such a big deal but there is confusion behind that because he recently tagged with champa at the world's collide show right. they reunited diy mm -hmm. why didn't you turn on him then why did you wait until his championship match yeah yeah 
Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree with all of those sentiments for sure. Um, definitely the, the camera work. It was okay in parts. Mm-hmm. It was bad in other parts, and it was downright atrocious in some parts. Right. But the same exact thing can be said for the Edge and Orton match, too, I feel like. and But not that bad. It, it didn't go that bad. There were a few parts in the in the Edge-Orton match, I think, where um you know the the cameraman like fell over and you you weren't able to see the action for like you know five seconds or so but there wasn't a like five to ten minute section of the match where the camera's just shaking so wildly that you can't tell at all what's going on Mm -hmm. And, and there was that in this match in my opinion yeah um now like you said i don't want to make this sound like i'm crapping all over the match because i still very much enjoyed the match yeah I almost think I very much enjoyed it just because I've been on this ride. Yes. You know, I, I've I've been on this ride with these guys. I've seen their, their other matches, uh, and I know what they're capable of. And, and I know that I'm going to... I know somewhat of what I'm going to get. Right. Um, I, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm a fan of, of both of these guys enough to the point where I will willingly accept whatever it is that you turn into me. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. What, like whatever, whatever you turn out, whatever you decide that you're going to do, I'm, I'm here to support it because you guys have, like you said, given me a hell of a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, hmm. So, yes, this is supposed to be their final match. I was left also with a little bit of confusion by the finish. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure why they would involve Candace like that. Right. I guess it's been hinted, and I guess it's something interesting. Heal Candace is. I mean, but she's kind of like having heel Johnny. Like it's, right. it's it's like the most baby face person that you could have in the women's division, the most baby face person you could have in the men's division mm-hmm. in NXT, and you turn them both heels. Yeah, well, I mean, mm. we already got you know sort of pieces of that, you know, and, and a lot of the a lot of the segments with Johnny and and Champa talking throughout the match because they do talk uh, a lot. They talk the a match. lot of crap to each other. Uh, they talk a lot of crap, uh, but uh, a lot of those times Johnny's playing mega heel, you know, yeah. like mega heel, and it's not that Johnny Gargano's bad at it because yeah. he's not. It's just. It's not. It's, his, it's, it's Johnny Gargano, man. Like yeah. he's not. It's, he's not that person. Yeah, it's it's not an ideal role for him. Right. Um, there is. Um, I I guess the the story here, it, with its quote unquote finality, right, uh, is I I guess Johnny let this consume himself to the point where he kind of became what he most hated. Right. Um, you know, there, there's a quote by famous German philosopher, Friedrich Nietzsche about staring into the abyss and the abyss staring back at you. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what's happened here. You, he stuck around long enough to become the villain. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I think that the story is fine. I, I like the story. Um, I like the journey that we've been on and like it or not, guys, I really don't think that this is necessarily the last time. Right. They 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 hyped it. Sure. It's fine. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. Ciampa put over Gargano. Um Gargano got a the dirty finish out of this because Candace low blows both of them, but mm-hmm. Gargano was given a cup by Candace before he went into the the arena. Yeah. 
and uh, Candace and Johnny walk out together. Not, I'm, again, it's whatever, man. It's It really is whatever. Um, but I think that there's enough in that finish to tell me that it's not necessarily the end. Mm-hmm. Right? You could easily, you know, put this off for another another year, another year and a half, and come back to it at some point with maybe Johnny being the champion and Ciampa wins a number one contenders match and they have to do it one more time. Right. Right. And they say, this is, this is it. This is for everything, whatever. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. But there's enough to this finish to where it makes me think that this might not be actually the last thing. And WWE has a track record of saying, Hey, this is the last time. And then nope. Right. Right. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, yeah, I, this will not be the last time for sure. Um, they're, they're hyping it as that, but cool. They can do that all they want. Like this is not the last match for sure. Mm. Um, really, and it's not my main problem, but it is one criticism I have of the match is the, the finale didn't finish anything. If anything, it started more shit. If anything, it started more shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have Candace, I guess, turning heel, um, you know, what are the implications of that going forward? What happens with Ciampa now? What happens with Johnny now? There were two people in yeah. a van yeah. as they were walking out. Yeah. Uh, don't want to spoil that, but there were two people in a van. Uh, they could be setting something up there. Uh, that doesn't make much sense. It, it's, if this was supposed to be the final, the, the finale yeah. of this, of this saga, I should be walking away with more answers than questions. Exactly. But you literally just made me question me a, more. Yeah. You yeah, made you, me question more. Yeah. You handed me a bunch of questions, uh, right at the end. Yeah. And you know, for better or worse, yes, the story probably could have been better. Yeah. The camera work probably could have been better, but also dude, the sky is falling outside. Mm-hmm. And this is the best we were we were given with with what they were able to do, mm-hmm. and, and I think there's something to be said about that. I, mm-hmm. Is it the most amazing match uh, in NXT history? Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, is, is it? Does it have its place in the Gargano Champa saga? Absolutely. I would say yes. It, it's it's definitely um, not the best match that they the two have had. I would probably say it might actually even be the worst match that the two have had. But I would say if the circumstances were different, if we weren't living in the world that we're living in today, if we were able to have an actual NXT takeover, if we were to actually have fans, if we had Morrow on commentary, if we didn't have some jackass as a director um, and, and, a, and a lousy film crew, um, then yes, this match would be great. Yeah, I, I feel like they used the spare parts um, that were left over in the aftermath of all of this circumstance. Right, but imagine if they had all of those parts from the get-go. Right. Ima- imagine if we had what we should have had in the first place. It would have been a lot better. Um, so is this match a quote-unquote F as a unnamed sports website and unnamed sports writer uh, said it was? No. No. This is not an F. That would be like... I don't know, the Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe hardcore evening gown match. That match is an F. Yeah. The Bushwhackers versus Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik from Heroes of Wrestling. That match is an F. That's a, that's a, (laughs) it's like an F minus. That's like a take it again. Like you're awful. Yeah. (laughs) You're you're terrible. Like, 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 don't ever do that. Yeah. Ever, ever again. (laughs) 
Um, no, I mean this match. This match is not an F. This match is pr- probably, honestly, probably b- a C plus or a B minus. Yeah. Right. It's fine. It's yeah. a, it's a fine match. It's mm-hmm. a perfectly acceptable. Um, but I think because of the circumstance and because this is not the way that everybody wanted this to end or to go down, people are left disappointed, and that's understandable. Man, WWE didn't give us what we wanted? What? Oh, man, when has that ever happened? <laughs> no, but, like, <laughs> giving it giving this match an F is just unrealistic. Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, I'm sorry. I, I understand that... It might not be what you were expecting. It might not be exactly how you wanted it to go down, everything like that. But you cannot watch that match and give it an F. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. Was was it their best match? No. Was it an absolute amazing match? No. But it's not an F. I'll I'll say that until I turn blue in the face. That This match is not an F. Right, right. Um, Moving right along. Yes. Yeah, uh, we both got kind of intense there for a second. Yeah, no, it's hey, got to defend our boys, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, like I said, we're we're both both of us are fans of AEW. Both of us are fans of NXT. Mm-hmm. I like both promotions. There's guys in both promotions that I like. I I just so happen to be on this ride with NXT uh, between Ciampa and Gargano mm-hmm. since the very beginning. I'm very much invested in this, and I really, I really enjoyed yeah. the, the feud overall. I, I hope that maybe one day it continues, and that maybe it gets like a breath of fresh air. But please, give us a year, give us a year yeah. and a half. I definitely want, especially with them building this up as it's supposed to be the finale of this feud, even though everyone knows that it's not. Right? They're building it up as that. Let this, let this simmer for a little bit. Yeah. Let this simmer for, like you said, about a year, year and a half. And if you revisit it, surprise me. Yep. Don't don't just be like, oh, what's happening again? Right. Like, like, here we go. Yeah. You know, surprise me with it. Give me some reason as to why I should be like, wow, I didn't see that coming, but now I'm excited for mm-hmm. it. Like and AEW with the with the Exalted One. They just could, announced it. You could tell all this story. You could talk about Ciampa's redemption. You could talk about all this other stuff and then get us there. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm finally moving on. AEW. Yes. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but AEW is doing the TNT Championship Tournament. Yes. They're finally putting out that mid-card title. They're calling I'm it so the, excited. The TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I'm not 100% sold on the name. But I mean, fair enough. It is what it is. It, they could call it the TV title, but they want to give a they want to give TNT a nod on this. I get it. It's it's, it's it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the participants in the tournament here: uh, Cody uh, Rhodes, obviously. No way. And Sean Spears. Oh wow, <laughs> Cody. Cody Rhodes. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Sean Spears. They had their match this la- this past week. Went just about uh, twenty two minutes. Felt it was a solid enough match. Yeah. Uh, Cody goes over in that match as well. Other participants in this matchup, or not matchup, but in this tournament here, you've got Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen, uh, Dustin Rhodes and Kip Sabian, Colt Cabana and Lance Archer. All of them will have matches. Uh, the, the finals is set to take place on May 23rd. M- Mrs. Headlock Talks and I, uh, fifth anniversary. Oh Yeah. Well, 
Sorry, AEW, I'll be taking a break that night. <laughs> um, you know, probably uh, be out on a date or maybe staying in yeah. on a date. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out. Catch you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Later. Um, but yeah, I mean, this should be fine. Um, I think this is definitely very coordinated and very obviously set up for Cody and Lance Archer to reach the finals here. Steven, do you feel any differently than I? Absolutely not. A hundred percent. That's what it's going to be. Especially you got people like Kip Sabian in there. Now, (laughs) nothing like just just burying him. Yeah. Nothing against Kip Sabian, but like the, you got Cody Rhodes and Lance Archer in there. Like those are the two, those are two of the biggest uh, high profile guys in AEW right now. And then you have Kip Sabian and Sean Spears in there. It's like it. It's written on the walls. Who's who's gonna be in the finals here? You know. Yeah. Well, At least in my opinion. Well, Lance Archer keeps calling out Cody right th- through Jake the Snake Roberts, right? You Caesar. Know? Yeah. Right. Crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean that'll be a lot of fun. We'll see what happens with that. They're they're doing a lot of cool things with Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho. It's gonna be Lance Archer. Um, you think Lance Archer is going to be the, the the first champion? Yeah, I think it'll be Cody Lance in the finals. Lance will go over. Yeah, mm. yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, it wouldn't make much sense if uh, if Cody won. Though I guess you could always you could always have Cody win and then Lance Archer like attack him afterwards and then like and set up that like, like injure him and then oh. set up set up like another match later. Have Lance Archer beat Cody? You could always That's do true. that. That's true. I mean that that's just that's a really long winding way to get to the same spot though, you know. True. This, this is true. I don't know. Um it just all depends on when you want to pull the trigger on giving Cody some kind of title, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I I don't think that's now. Fair enough. Let it let it simmer more. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, we still we still got over a month to go. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see what happens. We will definitely wait and see what happens. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this should be an interesting tournament. Obviously, no New Japan right now. Uh, I'm, I'm really missing out on New Japan, man. No best of the Super Juniors. Hopefully, we'll get G1 at some point. Yeah, um, I really hope we don't miss G1 this year. That would just... yeah. Well, they pushed back G1 initially because of the Olympics, and even the Olympics is like, what? Well, the Olympics are canceled now. Are they? Mm-hmm. Oh. They canceled them. Huh. See, yeah, or they, they see. I don't. I don't keep them? up. I don't keep up with fake sports. You know. So, <laughs> no, I love the Olympics, man. <laughs> you know, um, all these people on steroids. You know, <laughs> see see what I'm doing here, folks. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. You're Ronda Rousey. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. God. No, they they either uh, canceled it or postponed it. Okay. Uh, I think they postponed it to 2021. Yeah, Stephen just called me Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I did. He's just burying people left and right. Just. Just Get out of here, Kip Sabian. <laughs> Get out of here, Ronda Rousey. Get out of here, Sean Spears. No, I don't want to lump Sean Spears in with those two. I mean, yeah. I have nothing against any of these people. Maybe a little bit towards Ronda, but not like a lot. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, no. So this will be an interesting tournament. Um, again, yeah, missing missing New Japan. But yeah. AEW giving us a little bit of a tournament here. I can dig it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. Um, so that's been a lot of news here, guys. I appreciate you guys hanging in here with us as we run down the news for the week, I guess. Yes, indeed. Uh, we'll have more next week, I'm sure. Uh, however, 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 it is, it is now time to get you guys' point of view on things. Yes. 
Yes. It is again time for Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Yes, yes, yes. We asked you guys to get spicy this week <laughs> and give us your hottest takes, your most unpopular opinions, and your most burning questions, and we will read them on the air. What? That's now. That's now. That's now. Yeah. And we're going to give you our response as well as give you a shout out. Sweet. This is done on Twitter, by the way. So, you know, follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Whenever you see this post come out, make sure to respond to it. That mm-hmm. way, so you get your shout outs, you get your questions answered. It's a good time. Yeah. You yeah. really don't have to spend much more than like, what, maybe 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. what's cool, too, is uh, if you go to our actual Twitter profile, uh, like at Headlock Talk, our actual page, you can search our page with keywords. Uh, so you just put in there, hot takes, and uh, you'll you'll find the most recent mm. post, uh, and then you can leave your comment there. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, see, Steven knows things that I don't even know about our own Twitter page. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so let's start things hot and heavy here. Get Show Wrestling Podcast at Get Show Podcast on Twitter, says, I don't need any more Gargano versus Ciampa in my life. Would be happy if they didn't wrestle each other uh, for another again. Hmm. This is from Daryl from the Get Show podcast. Um, I, I feel like we, we've, we've run it down pretty pretty effectively. Yeah. Um, I, I do disagree. I think that they could always revisit this again, yeah. but they need to do it right. Mm-hmm. This this last time around was not the right way to do it, um, and of course the circumstances made it even less right than what it could have been in the first place. But I, like I said, I think that there is a way to where you can surprise the fans and give them one more round. But yes, this needs another year, year and a half at the least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Don't touch each other. Don't look at each other. Don't interact with each other. You know, maybe occasionally have the the maybe a look from across the room, a moment of suspense. Yeah. Occasionally. But that like like every like two or three months, maybe one hint of something. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Yeah. I disagree with the sentiment of them going away forever. I definitely don't want that to happen. Um but I do agree with you. Excuse me. Uh yeah, just let it simmer for a little bit. Uh don't don't come back for at least a year. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I would agree. Well, good because you're agreeing with yourself. So <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> Mags all pods on Twitter at D E J Kirkby. What is up? <laughs> What's up, Mags? Um, Mags says my hot take. <laughs> is it is it sizzling? <laughs> at Josh Robinson zero zero. <laughs> I'll wait. Go ahead. <laughs> Mags all pods at DJ Kirkby says my hot take at Josh Robinson zero zero makes subpar content. <laughs> to which Josh replied, "Whoa, uh, yeah, um, that's that's hot. <laughs> that's the rivalry of the century, ladies and gentlemen. Seriously, I look. We tried to get them both on that WrestleMania show. Uh, uh, what was it? After Dark three point five? Staying mm-hmm. alive again. Highly recommend that you guys check out that episode. It was a lot of fun. Yes, it's a very long episode. So if you don't mind hanging in there, there's a lot of deep conversations. Yeah. Hey, watch it in segments. Yeah, you can listen to it in segments. That's totally cool. But yes, uh, we tried. We we got both Josh and uh, Mags on. 
together to try and settle this score. And I don't think we made any progress. In fact, I think we might have made things worse. Yeah, similar to the <laughs> Gargano Champa match. Yeah, this, this is this is the Gargano Champa of Headlock Talk. It's Mags and Josh. Yeah, truly. Um, oh man, I love you guys. So, so yeah, that was Mags's hot take. Josh Robinson zero zero on Twitter. Oh God. Hi, Josh. Hello, Josh. Oh, uh, uh, Josh says, "Quote: DJ Kirkby is so nice. He goes out of his way to listen to everyone's shows. What a legend!" End quote. Wrong. He listens at three times speed because he hates the sound of everyone's voices. What a dick. Again, I love this feud. Yes. This is a great feud. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying a little bit. Good job, guys. Good job. Let's keep this going. See where it a goes. A little bit of headlock talk cannon for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You oh. got got to go back and find that story, man. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so thank you Josh Robinson yes. 00 and Mags uh DJ Kirkby on Twitter. Both wonderful content producers. Yes. They allegedly hate each other, apparently. Allegedly. Allegedly. Probably not really. You ain't fooling me. It's all on kayfabe, I'm sure. No, I'm sure. T3 Podcast Network at T3 Network on Twitter. We were just discussing this with at Rain or Ryan underscore no underscore numbers. I think it's Ryan, R-I-A-N. Mm. Uh, but it's irresponsible of WWE to continue to film shows now. They need to stop. Uh, while wrestlers might be able to say no to coming in, all the other employees dealing with production can't and are put in an unsafe situation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm I'm surprised we didn't think of that word uh, while we were talking about it. Irresponsible. Irresponsible. That's yes. a fantastic word for it. I completely agree. Yes. That's not even a hot take. Like, that's, that's, that's I 100% that's, agree. That's, that's truth. Yeah. That's true. It's it's just true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, yes. Uh, let me see here. Our friend Foul at Foul underscore original on hey. Twitter. Hey, Foul. Uh, let's see here. Foul says, the big show show will run for six seasons and a movie. Yes. The big show show, the new hottest thing on Netflix right now. Uh, pretty fun. I would say. Have you watched it? I have. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what we should do for our bonus episode next week is watch all of the big show show and do a review. What do you think? I like it. Okay. So I I'll like g- it. I'll give you my brief thoughts here. Okay. Super this, brief. Super brief. We got to keep the bonus episode. Cause I, cause I, cause I don't want to spoil anything. Um, so, uh, for any of those out there who are aware of the, um, the, the show last man standing with Tim Allen, the big show basically plays a more relatable version of <laughs> of of somebody who lives in real life <laughs> than Tim Allen does. Um, yeah, and and it is for families, right? It, it it's kind of it's almost like a Disney show, almost I would say too, right? But it's it's the big show, so there's like a lot of like insider wrestling kind of things, and uh, yeah, the big show just being a family man, so. That is what it is. And this is a a scripted show, correct? Correct. This is not a reality this, TV this show. This is a sitcom. Okay. okay. I believe the big show does also have a reality show also coming to Netflix sometime soon. Busy uh, guy. About, uh, about like him traveling and stuff like that. I think that's kind of along the lines of what it is. That sounds really cool, like actually. He travels the world in search of mysteries. I don't know. Something like that. All right. Um, they should call it 
The big mystery. Yes, the big mystery. <laughs> um, as far as the big show show, uh, yes, uh, six seasons and a movie. Yes, I I hope so. <laughs> I, I I pray out there too. Man, you liked it. Yeah. You liked it good enough for six seasons and a movie. Huh? Look, look. If I had if I had like a, a son or a daughter, uh, I would I would use that as valuable entertainment. Yeah. What was that movie that Big Show was in uh, forever ago? Uh, the one where he was like a like a adopted child. Oh, like like what was it called? It's like Knucklehead. I Knucklehead. Think? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was called. Yeah. Uh, any similarities? This show to Knucklehead? I mean, kind of like if you if you get like the Big Show's sense of humor, which okay. which it yeah. shines out, it shines pretty well in here. It is a little bit more muted. Because um, I actually unironically liked Knucklehead. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. So yeah, I, I would say this would be up your alley if you liked Knucklehead. Right on. Um, cool. I I will say when I first heard about the Big Show show, I was really hoping for like some kind of like curb your enthusiasm kind of kind of thing where yeah. it's like like Big Show in like these unpredictable like very relatable situations where he makes an awkward mess out of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping it'd be like that, like maybe a little bit more adult themed, but. This is more family centric, you know. Obviously, I, I'm sure WWE has their finger on the button for right. for it, so we won't be getting the unauthorized adult version of the Big Show show anytime soon. Sad, yeah. Well, but, but hey, this is this we is got this. good. This is good. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is fine. Yeah, I'll have to give that a watch. Yeah. Let's see here. The Queen of Ne on hey. Twitter. Hey, Queen. Uh, uh, she simply uses the GIF of Cody. Uh, with the Young Bucks and Marty Skrull, and Cody says, F the Revival. Mm. <sighs> mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> F them. Yeah, F Because <laughs> uh, they'll... Here's the thing. They're no longer the Revival. And you know what? F those guys. F those guys, you yeah. Know, whatever they become later... That's what they'll be. I'm still holding out hope for the arrival. The arrival is it's, a great it's name. Just a great name. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would say that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Yes. I agree. Do you? Yes. Do you agree with yourself? I do agree. So thank you, uh, uh, both the Queen of Any on Twitter as well as uh, Foul underscore Original for your questions previously. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Let's see here, Justin Poxic. At Poxic Justin on Twitter says, "What do you think about XFL being canceled for a second time? And which team did you want to win the championship?" Yes, uh, XFL. For those unawares, uh, they were uh, they have suspended operations and are likely to not come back in 2021. So due to COVID or due to other circumstances, I think part of it is COVID. I think part of it's the economy due to COVID. Uh-huh. I think that, uh, yeah, it's just not the right time for doing any of this really. I see. Um, yeah. I mean, AEW dying a second death or not AEW. Sorry. Yikes. Whoops. I was like, when was the first death? Wall. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> no, XFL yeah. dying a second death. Um, can't say I'm surprised. Um, Vince allegedly had enough money in reserve to make it last three seasons, and otherwise he would need some kind of deal to be worked out. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, the, the action was good. I liked the, I liked the football. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I, I was probably, I would say, rooting for, the, for Houston most. 
um, out of the bunch. But yeah, they put on some exciting games, and I think that there's some things that the XFL did, um, some changes to like some of the rules and the lineups and kind of that kind of thing. Um, I think that these are some things that the NFL should adopt to maybe make the game more exciting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, definitely not surprising. Um, unfortunate though, yeah. I, I will say, um, I don't like football personally. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I don't like football. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, don't apologize. That's fine. <laughs> but the, the thing about the XFL, uh, coming in was that the NFL basically has a monopoly on American football, right? Mm. And monopolies don't help anybody. Uh, so XFL coming in, having some rule changes, maybe taking some business away is kind of cool to me personally. Um, I hope they come back and, and are able to to still, you know, do their thing. Maybe possibly even grow a little bit more. Who knows? Um, I don't have, I don't care personally. Mm. But I mean, I don't want I don't want a business to a company to go out of business. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's sad for the people that really enjoyed the second coming of it of, of XFL. Right. Yeah. right. Well, because it, it obviously it affects us as fans, but it also affects a bunch of people who are currently employed by XFL. True. You know, so very true. Definitely don't want them to go out of business. I think their presence is good for American football. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. We shall wait and we shall see. Yeah. In terms of teams that I wanted to go on, I don't know the teams. Oh, there's Houston, there's Dallas, Seattle, New York. I like uh, Seattle. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, I like Texas, obviously, but yeah. Uh, I went to Seattle not too long ago. Yeah. Very nice place. Yeah, it's it good. It's mm-hmm. a good place to be. Mm-hmm. I like it. My yeah. cousin lives there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Shout, shout out to Kenton, my cousin. Ah, yeah. shout out to Kenton. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> um, let's see here. So thank you for your question, yes. uh, Justin. Greatly appreciate that. Uh, Connor at Connor underscore 12 on Twitter. It's Connor with a K. Connor asks, who is your favorite wrestler or wrestlers? Of all time. Mm. Ooh. Good question. Good question, Connor. Um, hmm. So, okay. This will probably take like a minute. Mm-hmm. But, um, so when I was uh, growing up as a kid, my probably the first wrestler that I really became like sympathetic to uh, was Hulk Hogan. I know, I know. It's before the allegations. <laughs> but, yes, I liked Hulk Hogan. Um, as I grew a little bit older, I liked Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold, obviously from Texas. Gotta, gotta support, your, support your boy. Represent. Represent. Um, so, yeah, Stone Cold, he, he was up there. I liked RVD for a while, too. Mm-hmm. I thought RVD was pretty cool. I was um, hot on RVD uh, in the second coming of ECW. Mm-hmm. Real hot on RVD at that time. Uh, Shawn Michaels uh, was always great. Kurt Angle was always up there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, yeah. a- another big one. Um, yeah, I mean, those would probably be the ones like as I was growing up, growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably now. I mean, you got. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. There's really so many. Like I, I, I do appreciate guys like Bandito and David Starr, uh, Will Ospreay, obviously. We we talked just now like for thirty minutes about Ciampa and Gargano. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean those guys are are, are a big deal for me. Um, yeah, I mean there's just so many guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean for me, uh, growing up, obviously I've mentioned this before. It was uh, John Cena, uh, Hardy Boys, uh, 
Big Show, mm-hmm. uh, The Miz, um, guys like that growing up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I, I no, guess Miz fan, huh? Oh, I, I was hot on the Miz. Yeah, oh, hundred wow. percent. Okay, D- during that first title run when he got that spinner belt, where he he held it for like a long time, held it for a very long time. I think it a was surprisingly almost a, year. a surprisingly long time. It was like two hundred fifty days or something. It, it was a long time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I was hot on the Miz. Um, but yeah, um, Eddie Guerrero, obviously. But nowadays, a uh, lot of similar to what you said. Um, you know, Ciampa, Gargano, Kenny Omega. Oh yeah, uh, Kenny. Yeah, Kenny Omega, John Moxley, John Moxley, man, um, Kota Ibushi, Kota Ibushi, Zack Saber Jr., Okada, oh Zack Saber Jr., Will Ospreay, Jonathan Gresham, like there, there's See, so many. That's the like, I sincerely appreciate this question. I I love this question because like it makes me think of like all of the the guys I really really love. Sonata, Sonata. Shingo Takagi, Shingo Takagi, oh, man. man, yeah, there's some great great guys. Jeff like, Cobb everywhere. Um, and then, like, you could also talk about, like... Jordan it, Devlin? Like, look at, look at like, yeah, David, you know, David Starr. We talked about him mm-hmm. a little bit. But, like, like and you could also talk about, like, how big of an impact Becky Lynch has had. You could talk about, you know, <laughs> like, how killer Britt Baker has been in recent weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true. yeah, I mean, I, I just love wrestling, right? So that's why this question is, like, I love it. And then it's so difficult because I'm like, I have to like condense everything that I love and I can't just pick one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to be that guy. Yeah. Pick one. Io Shirai. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, I was just like, I, I guess I had to delay like reaction in my brain. <laughs> oh, okay. You were just like, also Io uh, yeah, Shirai. Also Io Shirai. Okay. Um, yeah. Io's Candace. so great. Candice LeRae is great. Candice is great. Yeah. Um, Pick just one. Hmm. Man, that's tough. It, it is I very mean, tough. Well, you got you got Chris Jericho also. Man. Yeah, the, oh. this hurts me. Uh, but right now, John Moxley for me. John Moxley. Yeah. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really could see that. Now, and, and that's mm. me. You know, there there's a lot of people that I consider my number one just because they're yeah. all so so good. Uh, but if I did have to pick somebody, John Moxley is just one step above the likes of Tommaso Ciampa uh, and Kenny Omega. Would be like that's pretty much my top three. I would say right now it would probably be Will Ospreay for me, just because. Great choice. Thank you. Um, and and that's simply just because he's never like in the last oh man years he he really doesn't disappoint me with his matches like he never has a bad match and there's very few guys that i feel about that way with um kota ibushi being one okada w- being one okada mm-hmm. oh kenny omega um did i say kota ibushi already mm-hmm. yeah well he say it he's again great. Yeah. say it again because he's yeah he deserves it mm-hmm. um but yeah will osprey is another one of those top top guys and he just does not have a bad match it's mm-hmm. just that's just what it is um also i totally just forgot to put this on the agenda today but he's really really pushing for cm punk at wrestle kingdom next year oh shit yeah he he, he you know uh, apparently someone asked cm punk you know, hey, who would you like to work? Who who would you like to step in the ring with again? He named um, John Cena. He named Rey Mysterio. He named Daniel Bryan. Hey, and then he also said, "Oh, and Will Ospreay." 
Oh, shit. And then Will Ospreay said, hey, January 4th, that gives you enough time to get ready and stuff. And he was on WrestleTalk uh, also, um, I think it was just maybe a couple days ago, talking about, you know, Will Ospreay says, hey, look, you know, we can make this match happen. Like, it's, it's not actually, like, that far off of being a reality. So, I mean, there might be something there. That'd be so killer. It would be. Yeah. I don't know if CM Punk's ever worked Japan. That might be something that appeals to him. Not that I know of. Yeah, that yeah. would be that would be the biggest thing since Jericho. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it would. Yeah. Oh man. CM Punk, he's another guy. From uh, yeah, when I was growing absolutely. Up. Yeah. yeah, Daniel Bryan, another mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Thank you, Connor, for your question. Now, That's a beautiful now, question. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm little, sitting here reminiscing. Scroll down memory lane. Yeah. I like nice. it. DBW Podcast at DBW Podcast on Twitter says the Gargano. I'm, I'm shouting it because he used all caps. Oh, I see. Okay. The Gargano Champa match <laughs> <laughs> this week was dreadful. Ooh, you know what's dreadful? This tweet. This tweet is dreadful. You know, um, I've already given my two cents. I'm just kidding with you, DBW Podcast. Right, right. Obviously, obviously, you're entitled to your opinion for sure. But um, you can have a wrong opinion. I'm just kidding. Uh Oh, but damn. seriously, no. I'm just <laughs> God damn it, Tanner. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, though. Um, I mean, we've talked about it enough. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, I will restate it once again, just in case no one heard me the first two times. This is my least favorite match out of the series. I still like it because I still like both guys, yeah. and they both worked very hard under the circumstances that they had. Yeah. It's not their fault that everybody else made it as bad as they possibly could have. Right. So I I would say for everybody out there who maybe watched it live, maybe instead go back and watch it on WWE Network where you don't have any commercials. That is how I watched it. You said you enjoyed it a lot more. I did. Yeah, I, I did. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I disagree. It wasn't atrocious. Um, Is it their best match? No. Yeah. Is it bad? No. Yeah. You know who's dreadful? Jordan Devlin. No, I'm just kidding. I love Jordan Devlin. Yeah, no, he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, DBW, for your podcast. Keep it up. Uh, you know, we appreciate, uh, especially your OT- OTT coverage. Yes, yes I definitely Always. appreciate the hard work there, supporting independent wrestling. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Brian J at B underscore Sheck on Twitter says... The WWE is wasting talent on their big pay-per-views using Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. They need to retire. Yes. Done. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. And of course. Um, for realsies. Honestly. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean... Yeah. Po- positively. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, S- certainly. Undertaker, he's in a different category. I wouldn't necessarily lump Undertaker in with Brock Lesnar. Those are completely different things, but yeah, he needs to retire. Undertaker probably needs to retire. Brock Lesnar, I don't see any reason for him to be staying around. He's done what he's needed to do. Exactly. He put over uh, Drew McIntyre very, very largely, and now it's time for Drew McIntyre to take the mantle and you know go, you know, do his thing. Man, it's really nice to have a wrestler as champion. I gotta say. Mm. I gotta say. Yes. Anyways. Mm. Yes, I agree. Uh, Michael P.S. Harding on Twitter, at mharding25, he says, I don't think Bret Hart is all that special. Ooh. Ah. 
It's a little bit, a little bit spicy. Um, hmm, that is a hot take. So, goodness, I don't necessarily agree. Uh, also, don't necessarily disagree. Uh, I'm not. Bret Hart's a bit before your time. Bret Hart's a bit before my time. Yeah, exactly. Now, I I don't want to go out here and judge someone that I've seen a handful of matches of. You know, uh, I've seen eh, five, six, under ten matches with Bret Hart. Um, now, if you think he's underrated, I mean that that's a perfectly valid opinion for for you to have. You're you're entitled to all your opinions. I think he's saying overrated. Uh huh. He's saying overrated. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, I think you said underrated. Did I say underrated? Maybe overrated. I'm wrong. Um, here, here, let's play it back. Okay. Yeah, let's just uh, let's just see what Steven said. Hmm. Da, da, da. And we're back. Yes, Steven said underrated. All right, fuck me. I said underrated. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, if if that's your opinion, it's perfectly valid uh, of an opinion for you to have. Mm. Uh, I don't have an opinion either way, just because I I don't have enough evidence to to really argue. Um, either direction. I will say he's uh, he he is a legend. Everyone uh, seems to love him. Uh, you know. Well, so I think that from my experience of Bret Hart, who is another one who could easily go up on that list of the greatest. You know, um, for me at least, um, there's a few uh, pieces of evidence here. Exhibit A. Uh, he's made everyone in the ring look just as good, if not better, than he is, right? Which is one of the most artful things that you can do in wrestling is to, like, is A, to to exhibit violence without actually harming a hair on the other person's head. Right. Right. And then B, make it to where this looks as, as close and as evenly matched as possible, mm-hmm. right? And Bret Hart really worked wonders in doing that. Um, he had to work with somebody who was as much of a pain in the ass as Shawn Michaels was in the 90s. Um, I, th- I think that you could easily <laughs> give that a valid <laughs> piece of, uh, use that as a valid piece of evidence. Um, he did things for, for Shawn that he did not necessarily have to do, but he did them anyway because it was good for business. Um, look what he did for uh, the British Bulldog. They had that SummerSlam in London at Wembley Stadium. And this is a little-known story, but apparently, leading up to that match, uh, Brett had this all planned out. He, they, they, they reviewed all the spots and everything that they were going to do. And unbeknownst to Brett at the time, uh, British Bulldog was out getting wasted every day with Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And yet, Bret Hart, on SummerSlam Day, he walks... British Bulldog through this entire match without Bulldog having any recollection of what was going to happen. Brett led that match 100% of the way and they pulled it off, right? Uh, Bret Hart, if it weren't for Bret Hart, there would be no Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yes, Steve Austin was a character. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a character. He would not have gotten as iconic as he was if it weren't for that legendary match at WrestleMania 13, right? Uh, where there's that iconic image of Brett locking in the sharpshooter, Ken Shamrock's the ref, and he's like, what are you going to do, Austin? Stone Cold is busted open. He he basically gets up and it, like almost in push-up position. He's just screaming in pain. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's what made, that's the image of all image that made the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I disagree. I think Brett is really special. Uh, maybe perhaps one of the best of all time. Just my opinion, though. There you have it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Related question here. Owen is better than Brett. Um, again, before Steven's time, I yeah, imagine. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. I, I know of him. Well, o- Owen had a, uh, o- Owen Hart's death was very untimely. And I think they're going to actually be doing a Dark Side of the Ring episode on Owen Hart. Uh, so that is one for the books, ladies and gentlemen. Also, this week they have a special episode on Jimmy Snuka. Uh, if you remember our Heroes of Wrestling review back when we were on Brain Buster Radio, we said that there were some allegations about Jimmy Snuka that maybe not everybody knew about. They're going to discuss those on this week's episode of Dark Side of the Ring, so there you go. Um, but yeah, they'll they'll also be doing an episode on Owen Hart and... Um, yeah, Owen's death is, un- is is very untimely and very tragic. Um, he, I would say, WrestleMania 10 proved that Owen Hart was just as good as Bret Hart. It's hard to say if Owen was better or not. You really don't know. Um, but on his day, Owen was certainly just as good as Bret. Yeah. And there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Got just a few more here, I promise. Aha. Okay. Here's 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 a fun few All right. hot takes. Doozer at Doozer underscore on Twitter. If that is your real name. I doubt it. <laughs> uh Doozer says here there's a there's a few. Uh first one, Paige is the worst person ever. Oh. Yikes. Um well there's Hitler. Yeah, I was about to say Hitler has entered the chat. <laughs> um, there's Mao Zedong. Uh huh. There's Stalin. Uh, Genghis Khan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Napoleon was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. King Henry the Eighth. He wasn't bad, but he killed all of his wives. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Paige would have to do some serious stuff to, yeah. to get on that list. Yeah. That's that's a really damning uh, indictment there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I, I agree I, with that. I, I mean, I I just want the evidence yeah. as to why Paige is the worst person ever. Hmm. I certainly don't have anything against Paige. Yeah, maybe I need to do some research. It's, uh, don't go too far down that rabbit hole, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, winking at you, Xavier Woods. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> Big meaty mint. No, no, I'm not going there. Not going there. Not going there. Um, Doozer, Feel the power. Doozer also says. Doozer also says the revival are okay. I mean, I'd say they're better than okay. Yeah, they're better than okay. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, they're they're yeah. They're an extremely solid tag team. Yeah, but yeah, they're definitely better than okay. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega is under no. Kenny Omega is overrated. You shut your whore mouth. Yeah. Come on, Doozer. Now, this is it's getting out of hand here. That that can't be real. He's he's joking. Maybe. He's oh. joking. Hmm. He, like that that can't be real. Yeah. Um San Antonio is better than eight Austin, Texas. Um you see, no. I, I, I don't agree. So I lost a lot of respect for San Antonio, and I'll tell you why, okay? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, in high school, I was in marching band, uh, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, I was in drum line, and we would do yearly parades, right? 
there's a parade in San Antonio in, during the summertime called the Battle of Flowers Parade. Um, mm. Gonna be honest with you, not 100 percent sure what it's uh, what it's celebrating. I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of marching bands there. There's the, a lot the, of the, uh, the Battle of the Flowers. Battle of Flowers Parade. Yeah, yeah maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's like there was these flowers and they had they had a battle at maybe a, at a war maybe. Know? Yeah, maybe in a field could be that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, there's a bunch of marching bands in the parade. There's a bunch of like uh, local ROTC uh, yeah. segments and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, lost a lot of respect for San Antonio as a city mm-hmm. when I saw the aftermath of what that parade leaves. Oh, is it just along littered? the yo man along the entire parade route. Yeah, it was about. Half a foot of trash. Oh. They literally had bulldozers in the streets picking up trash. Jeez. Throw your shit away, y'all. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, we got a planet to save. Yeah. Lots of respect lost for San Antonio in that moment. There is no planet B, ladies and gentlemen. This is true. There is no planet B. At least not yet. No. No, no, no. Watch Interstellar. Yeah. It's a great great movie. There you go. (laughs) Listen to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Uh, But no, uh, San Antonio is not better than Austin. See, here's the thing. But beyond the San Antonio Spurs, and I can can speak to this fairly because I was born in San Antonio. I've spent a lot of time in San Antonio, and I've lived here in Austin for the vast majority of my life. I think you're the the most well-equipped person to answer this. Beyond the San Antonio Spurs, there's nothing that San Antonio has as a city that you couldn't have just as much here in austin yeah um like like oh the riverwalk that's cool it's all bars basically right. bars and shops and the hard rock and that's about it it's I mean, poor it's, man's sixth street yeah you could do that on sixth street you could go out to lake travis you mm-hmm. can you, there's there's so much that you could do here in austin uh the food in san antonio is not exponentially better than the food here in austin in fact i would say the food in austin is probably uh at least twice as good yeah uh, as it is in san antonio san antonio um, it Culture wise, is basically Dallas and Austin mixed, but all the worst parts. Somewhat, yeah, I would say, yeah, it's um, it's definitely you know, uh, it's definitely a good time. I'm not trying to, to you know, poo poo San Antonio. I like, oh, San, I am, I like San Antonio, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, to to say that San Antonio is better than Austin, I mean. I don't agree. It's just inherently wrong. It's just, it's yeah, it's just not truthful. Yeah, you're you're lying yeah. to yourself. <laughs> um, another take here. Goodness, New Japan should have never ventured into USA. Like like New Japan America, like the like the new New Japan like expansion. I mean, maybe. I mean, the timing's not great because obviously, well, right. the timing for anything going on right now is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, should they have made this New Japan USA um, expansion? I mean, it's fine. I, I don't. Well, there's nothing that's ever really come of it, right? Like, there's the LA Dojo. They produce some good wrestlers out the LA Dojo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, give it some time. I mean, we'll, my, we'll see what happens. My rebuttal to this question is why not? Yeah. Like, why, what? Why are you like? Why does that bother you so much? What 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 have they done for you're like they should never have done that? Like yeah. what did they do? Yeah, well, who knows? Why, why are you mad, bro? This is just like, like, this is, a, this is like the the use of funds could have been used better. I don't, I don't know. Right, like like give me a reason here. Yeah. I, I don't really understand that eh. hot take. Yeah, we'll, we'll, but we'll, it is hot, so we'll we'll talk about it later. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it later. Um, and then last but not least, WWE should have bought Ring of Honor when they had the chance to. 
I mean, I've argued the same before. Yes, I think that that um, Ring of Honor should have bought, uh, or WWE should have bought Ring of Honor when they had the chance. I think that would have given them a lot of talent, but they probably would have. Um, unfortunately, they probably would have mishandled it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was gonna be. My... I, I I really think, and and here's here's a thought. Maybe let's let maybe let's mix the two questions there. Right, the, the last two hot takes that Doozer had here. Um, perhaps, perhaps New Japan's parent company, Bushi Road, should have bought Ring of Honor. Right, and maybe full on instead of just being a partnership, maybe they maybe New Japan buys them from Sinclair uh, Communications Group, which is a terrible company, by the way. Horrible, oh yeah, horrible. absolutely, uh, god awful company. Look um, them up. Yeah. Or don't. Yeah, they're pretty. They're it's pretty sleazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah. Eh. Ring of Honor probably would have been better off if had had Bushi Road bought them because then you could literally just, I guess, you you could just fully integrate all talents pretty much anywhere, right? And that would give mm-hmm. New Japan a lot of political power here in the U.S. as well as in Japan. You could have all sorts of crazy stuff happening. You probably wouldn't even have AEW as a result of this, probably because, you know, maybe Cody would have stayed. Maybe Kenny would have stayed. Maybe the Elite would have all stayed. Who knows? Yeah. It is what it is. Certainly but, true. I mean, from a from a business standpoint, uh, yeah, they probably should have bought Ring of Honor when they had the chance. Uh, like, if you're Vince, yeah, Vince probably should have bought them. But at the same time, I do think Ring of Honor is good for the business. Mm. Um, it, it's it's nice to have other players in the pond uh, instead of just the big fish. So, mm. I, I mean, if the big fish owns everything, then the only thing you get is what the big fish gives you. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I think it's better that they didn't buy them. Uh, but I do agree with your point that, yeah, it from a business perspective, yeah, they they probably should have bought them when they had the chance. Because yes. now they're... they're uh, a lot bigger. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everybody's a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Um, so thank you, Doozer, for your questions. Yes, thank you. Or hot takes, whatever they are, really. Mm. Hot takes. Mm. Um, Michael Dinnan at Do the Crab on Twitter says Trish Stratus and Lita are above average at best. Oh. Mm. Let me ask. Above average. At what exactly? In what category? Yeah. yeah. What are we talking about here? Modeling? Hmm. A plus. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a plus. Yeah. Wrestling? Yeah, probably an A. I would say. I would say a, a to B plus. Yeah. I would say there is nothing wrong with being above average. Right. In fact, being above average is, um, by definition, <laughs> better than being average. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah. being better than average is how you get into WWE. I, I don't know what yeah. you're what you're asking here. Y- you know who's also above average? Kenny Omega. Indeed. Kazuchika Okada. There's a wide range of what above average. Will means. Osprey yeah. is above average. There's there are a lot of people that yeah. are above average. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I mean that's that's how I feel. Yes. Has the women division? Uh, I'll, I'll stop being vague. Has the women division moved on from the days of Trish Stratus and Lita? Probably so. Yeah. But considering um, the level that Trish Stratus and Lita were at in their day, I would say that they probably could hang with the Becky Lynches and the Charlottes and the the Io Shirai's and the Hoskas and the. Whoa! 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 Hey, back up. Okay. Back hey, up. What? 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 
What did I say something wrong? Don't don't let Becky in with Oscar and Io. Different oh. levels, man. Oh. Different levels. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. I I, I forgive you. I but I, you're wrong. I apologize. Uh, yes, I have a wrong opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I mean I agree with you. Uh, all, all things considered, I mean, why why couldn't they hold their own nowadays? Yeah. You know. Yeah. This is this is true. Ah, this, is the, this is the question. Um, <laughs> thank you for your question. Thank you. And and I like that Twitter handle. Do the crab. Do the crab. At do yeah. the crab on Twitter. Thank you, Michael, for your question. Uh, let me see here. Nine one three DKC at KCD one. Uh, well, I'm sorry. KC three one. No, that's wrong too. At KC nine one three six zero. There it is. Thank you, Stephen. You're welcome. <laughs> I I'm terrible at reading. <laughs> um, yes, they say uh-huh. <laughs> the Goldust character was a waste of Dustin Rhodes in his prime. Uh, I mean, no. Um, I mean, possibly, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could certainly argue that for sure. Uh, I I know Dustin's talked about it in the past that he's had. You know, he had a lot of ideas for for his legacy uh, of what he was going to be in the WWE. Um, uh, but instead got shoehorned into, into the gold dust gimmick. Um, so I, I definitely can see the argument for, for it being quote unquote wasted. Um, but you do have to admit gold dust is iconic as hell, dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, he's definitely very boundary breaking mm-hmm. and, and considering some of the things that, that, that Dustin wanted to do. I mean, there was there's always been the the rumored story about how he wanted to actually get breast implants for the Goldust character, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. Um. There's that's commitment right there. Yeah. That's just like uh, you you are doing some work. Um. But uh, here's the flip side. Here, Dustin had uh, I mean, he had plenty of opportunities to try and do other things in other places. Right. Like he went to WCW once. He came up with a character. Uh, or was given a character, whatever it may be. And that was right after the Goldust thing. That was still during the Monday Night Wars. And look, it did not go well. Uh, he came back to WWE, did that for a little while, went to TNA. You know, after that, uh, he tried a new character. And again, it was not as good as Goldust, you know. So yeah, has Dustin Rhodes um, had. His prime wasted. I mean, not really. He's definitely had of the been afforded the chances to do something, um, but it's just never clicked. Now here in AEW, he's really got kind of a new, fresh perspective. He's been around the block multiple times. He's got something really special here. Mm-hmm. So maybe you know, the prime is not like a definitive time, right? It's not. Right. It's not necessarily your 30s and 40s, right? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it takes you a little bit longer to find that something special. Maybe this is where it is for Dustin. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, your prime can be in your 20s. Your prime can be in your 50s. It, it just depends, you know? Mm-hmm. Not everyone's on the same timeline. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. But I appreciate the question. That is a very... It's very thought, thought-provoking. Thought-provoking mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, let's see here. <laughs> uh, Ray54 at Ray54X. Um, I, I got to preface this here. In, in I used uh, the gif of Pam 
from the office with where she's holding up the cardboard sign that says hot ah uh when when i posted this in the first place uh, this series of questions here um he he, so ray uh here again on twitter at ray 54 x he says hey is that pam is she hot and ready with the smiling gif emoji hmm yeah i mean look i you know pam's pam's pretty attractive she's an attractive woman i mean yeah 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 so yeah I mean, I don't... Yeah, let's move along. (laughs) Before I get in trouble. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, what would a series of questions be, as well as a series of hot takes be, with our our good friend Mike Charlip on Twitter, at MikeJC821 on Twitter. Howdy, Mike. Hello, Mike. How's it going? Uh, Mike says, let's start this thing off with, uh, with the XFL, with the XFL dead again, maybe Vince can stop trying to venture into other avenues and just focus on what got him here. Wrestling. Take the loss and start caring about your first love again, Vince. Like IDK, actual good storylines that include good wrestling, not one or the other. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're not, you're not wrong. No. I, I, I would agree. Once again, Mike. Hit the nail on the head there. Vince tried to uh, get into like the hotel business once, apparently. Hmm. Uh, maybe uh, I think he's also tried to get into boats. But he owns a boat. It's like WWH, uh, World the, Wrestling Hospitality. Yeah, maybe something like that. Maybe, but he, I know he owns his own yacht. It's called the the Sexy Bitch. I mean, I I would yeah. be extremely surprised to hear that Vince doesn't own a yacht. Yeah. So that's not surprising at all. <laughs> yeah, fair enough then. Uh, <laughs> Mike also says, I think WWE should take a month or two off and let us get back to normalcy. I'm growing tired and uh, I'm growing tired of dead silence in all the matches. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was going to be if my if wishes were fishes this week, but uh, I grant that to you. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. 100%. Yes. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a month or two off. You've had the capability of giving us some other forms of content and letting everybody just chill for a minute yeah no i i mean i completely agree um you know the the events that are happening in this world right now are completely unprecedented and you shouldn't you shouldn't think that you're expected to just continue the status quo just because that's how it's been going for forever like there are things and there are hurdles in your way just let everybody have the time off be with Mm -hmm. their family in this weird weird time that we're living in Mm. and and just Realize that there's more in the world than just wrestling. Perhaps. And then one final one here from Mike. Unfortunately, I think Shinsuke may have reached his ceiling WWE, and that makes me sad. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I completely agree. That I, I don't know. It, it, it almost seems like they were never going to use him effectively from the get-go. There's so many things that they could have done. Like, he was so hot coming out of NXT. Dude, I know. He was, yeah. like, it was just like, this is the next guy. And they gave him the Royal Rumble, and then they just sabotaged it all with that WrestleMania match that he had with AJ. Um, and, and this, like, the low blows, and he became, like, the, the, the he went from the king of strong style to the king of, you know. He's Elvis now. Yeah, Elvis. groin punching. And yeah, now he's, like, somewhere between Elvis and, and Michael Jackson. Yeah, it, but, like, more epileptic. I don't know. Something. He's strange. Yeah, no, it's... um. I don't think it's any secret that this was going to be Shinsuke's last destination. I don't see him going anywhere else after this. I mean, he, he just loves 
Florida and surfing. And I mean, maybe AEW would attract him. I don't know. The, I mean, they, they would have to display to him that, uh, you know, they can work that, that, that Japanese work rate without just clobbering everybody all the time. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that has been hot takes for the week. Thank you guys for your hot takes. And uh, I hope you enjoyed our answers and your shout outs. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up, Stephen. It's getting late here. Uh, We can only finish this episode in the only way that we know how to do it. Was taking a deep dive down into, of course, if wishes were fishes. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. If you have been with us since the beginning... Or, if this is your very first episode of Headlock Talk, first, we welcome you. Yes. Secondly. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Oh, sorry. Secondly. (laughs) I fucked it up. No, it's fine. (laughs) If if Wishes Were Fishes is a fun game that we like to play at the end of the shows, where we each take turns making a wrestling-related wish, and the other grades them. Yes. In terms of fishes. Yes. This is quite fun, quite silly, uh, but we like it, and uh, yeah, it's a good way to cool things down after, yeah. after those hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Mike had one of my wishes that I've had written down, but uh, but I've got another one, Stephen. Do you have a wish for this week? I sure do. Fantastic. I well, sure do. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Yeah. Go right ahead. So, uh, coming off the heels of WrestleMania 36, Brock is finally not the champion, and uh, Drew was able to take it off of him. Fantastic. I love it. It's great. If wishes were fishes, Brock Lesnar goes to AEW. What? And loses <laughs> in about 30 seconds flat to Marco Stone. Oh, man. Hot take here from Steven from downtown. See, what um, I love about that, right, is if he does go to... Like, obviously, it's not going to happen because... Brock wouldn't allow himself to be that. Uh, he wouldn't allow himself to be made fun of or or to be made a joke of, basically. Uh, but what be what would be freaking hilarious about it is one, it, Marco Stunt's very talented. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but he's a, he's a little guy. Uh, and so if he yes. if he gets taken out by Marco Stunt, it it kind of just uh, invalidates everything that WWE's ever said about Brock Lesnar. And uh, that is hilarious to me. Yes. Um, I- I'm going to actually give you, uh, f- for your wish, uh, 20 goldfish. Mm. Because, um, A, it would take a lot of gold for Brock to go to AEW and do that. True. But also, B, it would be comedy gold. So, mm. yes. I love it. It would be quite the troll job. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm. <laughs> Good stuff, Stephen. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, my wish is somewhat related, I, I, I will admit. Um, since Brock Lesnar has dropped the title to Drew McIntyre... Yes, indeed. Um, I know it's been brought up here before by some of our guests. I know it's been discussed on the internet at length, but it's time... That, that we kind of take a stance on this, I think. I think it's high time, if wishes were fishes, that we finally retire the Universal title. It has no value. You could do a super match, a super fight between Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. You could put that as the main event for SummerSlam if you want to. I really don't care. Make it a title unification match and make the champion 
go back and forth between the two shows. That way, so you have a star. Uh, that way, they star on both, you know, Raw and SmackDown, and you can alternate. You could say, you know what, the SmackDown, you know, uh, will have a match at Money in the Bank to, you know, uh, to declare a number one contender for for a championship shot. Right. You could say, well, and, you know, on this one for Raw, you know, because the SmackDown guy's challenging Drew, you could do this, that, the other. You could, you can build stories, you can build feuds, you can focus on other things. And we've been, these are things that have been talked about for years and years and years, how, how we can fix WWE. One of the first steps is you get rid of the Universal title and you make the WWE World Heavyweight Championship the most important title in the company. Rightfully so, once again by unifying the two and getting rid of uh, the Universal title. And this would also call for a new belt redesign as well, Steven. So just in case I want to cash in on some bonus fish, yeah, let's redesign that championship as well. Yeah, there, there's so many pieces of that that I like. So many pieces of that. Uh, specifically, so obviously I'm, I'm a big proponent of just changing the belt design. It looks atrocious. But one of the main reasons that I like that wish is the uh, the prospect of the champion going to both brands and, and splitting his time between that. And, and that also leads to possibilities where uh, maybe you have a, a tournament on both shows and, and the winner of both of uh, either tournament is then uh, put together in a number one contender match and then that goes on to the next pay-per-view. Uh, so I really, really like that wish for sure. And uh, that that's a very good way to get the sour taste of Brock Lesnar and the Universal title out of everyone's mouth because I, I know it's uh, it's lingering, that bad taste. It's lingering for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you... <sighs> Got to go to Old Faithful. Five Marlins. Ah, wow. Yes. I know what you think I was going to give you. Yeah, those fire gobies. No, but I went with the Marlin. Yeah. I went with the Marlin because it's the official, unofficial. Um, <laughs> Officially unofficial. It's the official, unofficial fish of Headlock Talk if wishes were fishes. And I think that your wish encapsulates a lot of what we think of WWE. Yes. Yeah. I would agree with that. I like it. Well, fantastic, man. Well, let's... Uh, Let's wrap up this show. I think that's uh, I, th- I think that's necessary mm-hmm. at this point. Yes. Um, so uh, for album of the week, yes, 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 album of the week. Yes. Uh, we're gonna go with uh, uh, an interesting album. Um, it, it, it's called. Uh, uh, let me let me pull this one back up because it's, it's quite a long title here. You see. I see. Yes. Yes. You see. You see. I, I do. Uh-huh. Do you see? Close enough. Um, Yes. Uh, The band is Godspeed You, Black Emperor. Uh, The album is Raise Your Skinny Fists Like Antennas to Heaven. Uh, So, yes, uh, this is actually some epic post rock. Um, that nice. as, uh, um, for me, um, this album kind of just portrays like the beginning of the world, like, and, and like, kind of like, not necessarily goes through history, but kind of like tells the story of, you know, the, you know, um, just, just humanity just in general, I see. But, but through music, see, I there's, see. there's, there's not like a singer. There's not a vocalist in this band. Um, there are like like voiceovers and like like audio clips of people talking. 
Um, but like some of the the dynamics and theatrics of of it, like it's like very bright and very hopeful, and then like something happens where there's like there's like evil cast upon the album and like death and destruction and that kind of thing here, um, and it all kind of culminates uh, into it, it crescendos into the last song, which is uh, like skinny, uh, uh, like like intended to heaven rather. Um, and, and that song is pretty epic as well. Um, there's only four tracks here on the album, and uh, it, it, it literally goes for uh, an hour and a half. So they, they jam on this thing for quite some time. So, yes. Yeah. Godspeed, you Black Emperor. Um, you yeah, know, got to check him out. Again, the album is uh, Lift Your Skinny Fists Like Antennas to Heaven. So, yeah, check it out. It's Man. good stuff. Right on. That sounds cool. It is pretty dope. Yeah. I like their name. Yes. Very, very creative name. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but that's been our show. Again, uh, if you could, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or anywhere else where you might be listening to podcasts. Um, of course, if you want to go the extra mile, you love Headlock Talk so much that you want to like go that extra step. Uh, please leave a rating and review wherever you can, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, be it any one of those locations. That's what helps us climb up those charts. So that way, more people see us, more people listen to us, Indeed. more fans, just like yourselves, who need Headlock Talk in their lives. <laughs> um, you can obviously find us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good place. Follow us. Yep. I'll, I'll follow you back. I send you a little, little fun message, and then maybe we can talk. But if you do, if you don't want to talk, that's, that's okay. That's cool too. Like, like I don't, I, we don't have we, to. We don't have to talk. Yeah. You know, we can just look at each other over the cell phones. Not like that, <laughs> perverts. All right. Anyway, <laughs> that has been an episode of Headlock Talk. Oh snap! Oh snap! Indeed. <laughs> I am, of course, the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt, and as always, right across from me, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. And you guys have yourselves a wonderful rest of your day. Later. Bye-bye. Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts, we focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Vacation experts at Travel and Leisure Magazine agree. Lexington, Kentucky is one of the 50 best places to travel in 2021. Escape to the authentic experiences awaiting you in the land of fine bourbon, fast horses, and more. Plan your trip today at visitlex.com.